I got my miracle. 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 This is the place for miracles. If you study the book of Acts and in the chapter 8 and chapter 9, you find this tremendous story of young Saul. Saul was consenting unto death for Stephen. He stood there and those who stoned Stephen to death, and you can read the account in Acts, he held the cloaks of those who stoned him to death. Saul was on his way to the city of Damascus with letters from the chief priests to persecute the Christians, to jail them, and to kill them if possible. He was blinded by a great light. The Lord struck him to the ground and said, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul was blinded. He had to be led into the city. And the Lord told him to seek out a man by the name of Ananias who would pray for him. And when an Ananias touched him and prayed for him, his eyes were healed. The blindness left. And Saul received Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. His whole life was changed. And Saul immediately began to preach Christ in the Jewish synagogues there in uh, Damascus. And soon the religious leaders who were helping him to persecute the Christians were now after him. And they watched the gates of the city that, that Saul might not escape. They wanted to kill him. Had you been there that night, you might have seen three or possibly four men, one with a rope, the others carrying a big basket. And they were on the way to the city wall to let Paul, Saul, who would become Paul, uh, into the night to escape. There are several things about this story that I want you to notice. First of all, we don't know the names of the men. We don't know who they were. The Bible does not record their names. But these men must have been full of faith and they must have had a love for young Saul. They, they held the rope, and we don't know who they are. There are two types of people in the world. There are people who want to do things as long as they get all the credit. And then there are people who want to do things behind the scenes. They don't care who gets the credit. They just want to get the job done. I read the other day a story about a woman who's 94 years of age working at a Walmart. And uh, she was over behind a counter. Nobody could see her. Nobody was paying much attention to her. And someone walked up to her and said, uh, Why, at your age, are you working in a place like this? She said, Because I want to make a difference. That's the story of these men. They just wanted to make a difference. The second thing I want you to notice about them is that, that, that they held a rope at night when it was dangerous. My mother held the rope for me. She would get up out of bed at night and walk the floor and pray over her son, Richard, who was living a wild life. <laughs> My mother held the rope for me, and she, she wouldn't let go. She would say to me, Son, you'll never be able to get away from my prayers. And you know, night is a good time for you to get out of bed and slip down on your knees and hold the rope for someone, a son, a daughter, a grandchild, someone very special to you, someone in the family, someone who may not be in the family. My mother and my dad held the rope for me. And they believed that there was something to my life, that there was a call of God on my life. And the day would come, they believed, when I would give my heart to Christ. And at the age of 19, God answered their prayers. My whole life was transformed. These men held the rope and they did it at night. The third thing I want you to see about them is that they held the rope at great risk. Here they were helping young Saul who once had been against them. Now he was for them. And uh, every sound, I'm sure, made them worry <laughs> because had they been caught, they might have been imprisoned with Saul and, 
and might have even been killed. And who knows, that young man's ministry might not have even had a chance to start. They held the rope at great risk. Friend, there's a risk. There's a risk in using your faith, believing God, and not listening to what the world says and what the devil's crowd says. They held the rope at night and they held it at great risk. And the fourth thing I want you to see about them is that they didn't know how great a man they had on the other end of that rope. They just knew once he was against them, now he was for them. They led him over the side of the wall in that basket and kept holding on. Many years ago in the hills of eastern Tennessee, a young man got up to preach his first sermon. Everybody in town knew him and all of his family gathered in the little small church. It was packed out. He got up and read his scripture and prayed. He looked out and saw the crowd and he got flustered, forgot his message, stumbled backwards and sat down. The pastor, who was caught unawares and unprepared, got up and did the best that he could. And When he finished, everybody left. But this young man sat there with his face buried in his hands. Pretty soon he felt a hand on his shoulder. It was the janitor. He said, son, you feel pretty bad, don't you? And through teary eyes, he looked up and said, sir, if the Lord will forgive me, I'll never try to preach again. He said, you don't mean that. Come on, son, I want you to come home with me. My wife will have a good dinner fixed and we'll eat, we'll talk, and afterwards we'll get a couple of cane bottom chairs, we'll lean them up against the side of the house and we'll talk and we'll pray. We'll read our Bible. And they did. And after the prayer time, the old janitor said, I want you to get down on your knees. And the young man did. He put his hands on him and prayed. He said, Lord, anoint this young man by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let him preach and teach and take God's healing power throughout the world. <laughs> the years passed. A little church outgrew its building and had to build a new building. And they called on the bishop to come and to dedicate the new sanctuary. And uh, the bishop told the story that I just told you. He said, I was that young man. The people all smiled and cheered. And he said, now, I wonder if there's anybody here who would take me home with them today for dinner. <laughs> and everybody's hand went up. He said, no. He looked up in the balcony where the old janitor was seated, now with white hair. He said, come on down here. I'm going home with you because I know your wife will have a good dinner made. And afterwards, we'll get those chairs and lean them up against the house and get our Bibles and we'll read and pray and we'll talk. And then I want you to lay your hands on me and ask God to anoint me and send me around the world with His saving, healing, delivering power. You see, he didn't know how great a man he had on the other end of that rope. And these, these men didn't understand that Saul was in that basket and Saul would become Paul, the great apostle. He'd write some two-thirds of the New Testament. They didn't know that he would crisscross the countryside preaching the gospel, lighting the lamp of the gospel even in the household of Caesar, making every house his, his uh, sanctuary and every street corner his pulpit. They didn't know who he, who he would become. They didn't know how great a man they had on the end of the rope. God may have thrust a rope in your hand for a son, for a daughter, a niece, a nephew, a grandchild, someone who's very special to you. And you may say, well, I've held onto that rope for a long time. And I'm tired. I'm weary. I'm worn out praying for that person. Well, let me give you two reasons not to let go. Number one, 
you may be the only person that God has put that rope in your hands. He may be the only one holding that rope. And second, your basket may be about to touch the ground. I'm holding the rope for someone right now, believing God for a miracle. You may be holding a rope right now. I'll tell you, don't turn loose. You don't know who you have on the other end of that rope. You don't know what that person will become. You don't know God's destiny for their lives. You don't know. And your basket may be about to touch the ground. Thank you for tuning in to the Place for Miracles podcast. If you would like to receive prayer, call our Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777 or go to oralroberts.com prayer. Our website also features uplifting articles, online Bible classes, books, and other resources to help build your faith in God. If you'd like to support the outreaches of the Oral Roberts Ministries, please go online to oralroberts.com to make your donation today.